You can get divorced anytime you want to. Divorce. It's great. I've been divorced three times since the start of this podcast. That's how awesome divorce is. It's been, there's been a lot of lawyers in this room. It's crowded. (laughs) Well, we had to have a lot of lawyers in that room because Eli asked you to watch the movie about how women should sit down and shut up and then asked you to come record with him in person. So, yeah. I see why now you booked me because, like, if it had been one other dude that's like, all right, let's talk about the thing where women are subservient. They're slaves. Let's go. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because we're too stupid to stop. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting on my immediate left is the chair where Heath usually goes. He's unable to join us this week, but sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Real bad, Noah. Real, real bad. Watched this movie. Made my college friend watch this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> bad... Yeah, we're no longer friends. Yeah. <laughs> Your college ex, acquaintance. Ex-college friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also joining us, uh, of course, is returning guest masochist, probably for the last time, Chelsea Davison. <laughs> uh, Chelsea is a comedian. She writes for The Opposition with Jordan Klepper on Comedy Central. And uh, she's much more obliging a person than we meant for her to have to be. Chelsea, uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Also... Screw you for having me. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, God. Okay. I, we deserve that. I'll say that up front. But before I can sincerely apologize for subjecting you to this movie, we have to tell the audience what it was. So, Chelsea, what will we be breaking down today? So, we watched All the King's Horses, which is basically the story of why we need International Women's Day. Because <laughs> men men be punching and Jesus is apparently cool with letting it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I wa- did you watch this on I watched this on International Women's Day and I felt terrible the whole time. <laughs> no, I watched uh, it about a week before and it, I mean this could just be called Patriarchy the movie. <laughs> this is it, it I <laughs> as a woman this is a horror movie for me. The whole time I was like, "Oh, this is my Babadook." <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you know, I, it was it was not it was better for, for Eli and I, I'm sure, but not like, I don't want to apply that term. That's, you know what? I don't have to. That's not my job. Eli, why don't you tell me how bad was this movie? It's the worst movie we've ever seen, Noah. It's so terrible. I feel bad for having reviewed it. Also, I should point out the most terrifying part of this movie is that it was <sighs> recommended by several female listeners who had it recommended to them by their pastors. Yep. That's crazy. I wonder if the reason pastors would recommend this is to be like, your life could be worse. You know what I mean? So that you feel better by comparison. Cautionary truly, this I, is as bad as it gets. I would think it was to clear places in the pews. You know, like, yeah, you know what? You haven't been paying. A, yeah, I noticed you've been skipping over the basket a lot. Why don't you watch this movie? Okay, because look, we're going to make jokes and shit because that's our job. But I, I want to be clear right up front. This is the worst thing we've ever seen by a lot. Movies about how you shouldn't abort your rape baby. Yep, we've seen them. Movies about how your you know, friends don't let friends be Jews. Seen those too. Movies about how gay people need to stop with all the gaying. Movies about how children should happily head to the guillotine for Jesus. Yes, we've reviewed all of those. And no, none of them holds a fucking candle to how bad this movie is. This movie has a body count. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, wait, like literally women have died because they watched this movie. 
Oh, absolutely. There is no question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just I want to get that up out, out, out up front because it's going to be really hard to make fun of this movie. I mean, it's not because it's incredibly boring and it's incredibly bad, but because it's just so like sinister beneath all of the uh, dumbness, uh, it's going to be kind of tough. But we're going to do it because that's our jobs. Yeah, it's like trying to do mystery science theater to the stuff you see when you lean over the wall at the Holocaust Museum. Like, it <laughs> probably could make it happen. It just doesn't. Yeah, my... As I was watching it, the I started being like, oh, this is dumb and, you know, kind of thinking of jokes. And then it it really turned a corner where I just I, there. It's just like a blank page at a certain <laughs> point where I, I just had a frozen horror <laughs> expression on my face. And I was like, this isn't funny. Like, no. I've never been a person who needs trigger warnings, <laughs> but I felt I'm like. This should have one. This should have one. It's yeah. Funny. Yeah. Put one on this movie. Warning point. One of those things they put on poison bottles, right? Yeah. Like the, <laughs> under, under the sink cleaner should be on this movie. Yeah. All right. Is there a, this a huge category here? Anything you guys would like to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Uh, enabling. Yeah. Maybe the Chris Brown Award. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we should go ahead and point out right up front, I guess, because this is going to be so pivotal to our uh, review that this is a movie about how like when your husband beats you you should sh sit down and shut up stop being such a bitch and go to church yes again the lesson here is that the the marriage in which one partner is hitting the other is not the hitter's fault it is the woman's fault for not loving jesus the right way well yep. and not being subservient they they mm -hmm. they they, they put that point many times of she just isn't subservient enough because she she's like don't i deserve respect and yeah well i mean and we'll everyone get to in the it movie is like no no no, no, no. And that's a, no you're no, a dummy no. for thinking it <laughs> he should hate you harder <laughs> i can see where he gets it now that you said yeah, yeah. it's fucking awful I, I was gonna go with best worst movie period ever Right. It, like it will never get worse than this or I will microwave my balls until I have malignant cancer just so I don't have to go through any of this miserable shit again. All right. Oh. Well, so now I'm going to feel stupid, but I had best worst reason for a music break. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're wondering, hey, in the middle of this pro abuse parable, is there like a full on music break? Oh, yep. yeah. There it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to say. Truly, normally, anytime there'd be like a musical interlude, I'd be like, fuck this. But in this one, I was like, thank God yeah, right. to like make it stop. I bet the xylophonist isn't going to get punched in the face at any point. Yeah. Watching this movie, I think everyone can relate a little bit to abuse because uh, it just keeps it hitting you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. This is this is as close to physical abuse as a movie has ever gotten with me. That's for damn sure. All right, well, I think everybody's been duly warned, so we'll pause for a quick break, and when we come back, we'll break down all the pretty much abuse that is All the King's Horses. Oh, man. <coughs> hey, Eli. What, dude, what are you eating? Oh, uh, just trying to get some more protein in my diet, so I'm eating these wood chips. What Wood chips? Yeah, you know, wanted something natural. And so yeah, I, many protein bars have weird stuff or like added sugar. And I just really want to. Okay. All right. My... Eli, 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 why not just try an RX bar? What's an RX bar? RX bar is a whole food protein bar. RX bars, core ingredients do all the talking. It's simply like eating three egg whites, two dates and six almonds with no BS. Okay. Let me try that. Hey, 
that is good. Yeah. Turns out real food ingredients actually taste really good. You can actually taste the cocoa, the real fruit, the spices like sea salt. You can. And it's it's way less wood chippy. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, it would be. It would be. Uh, whether you like sweet or savory, chocolate or fruit flavors, there's an RX bar for you. RX bars come in 11 delicious flavor varieties, and they're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, with no added sugar, no artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they sent us a box. And now I grab one when I need breakfast on the go, a quick snack, or even when I just need to pack something fast for travel. Okay, but... All that whole food stuff must be expensive, right? Like, I stole these wood chips from a playground. So no, well, our listeners get 25% off their first order. Just visit rxbar.com slash awful and enter promo code awful at checkout. Awful, huh? Like the way these wood chips taste. Right, like the way the wood chips taste. Great protein, though. You got to admit, I don't, they have good... I don't think that wood chips even have protein. Well, now I feel silly. It's fiber. <laughs> Hello? Hey, Noah. Couldn't sleep? It, well, uh, because the phone started ringing. Yeah. yeah. How you doing? It, it's four in the morning, Eli. Is everything okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm fine. How are you? How are you? No, I, I mean, why are you calling me, Eli? Well, I guess I just wanted someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's why we got you the echo. If you just, if you say Alexa first, yeah, it'll respond. No, I know. Noah, do you think I'm a good person? Um, no, I guess not. Because, you know, I try to be a, like a good person, but sometimes I just find myself lying awake at night and I think I just spent the afternoon writing jokes about spousal abuse and then. And then I got paid for it by a mm -hmm. bunch of people. Yeah, no, I get it. You're, you're feeling bad about this week's movie. Yeah, I mean, I know this is what we do, but like this movie is like naked apologetics for spousal abuse that squarely puts the blame on the victim. And I just, I don't know if I want to make jokes about that. I saw your, your notes, Eli. You made all kinds of jokes about it. I mean, right, I did, but I felt bad. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, does it help that uh, that you know you're also drawing attention to something incredibly dangerous that a lot of people outside the evangelical movement just don't know about? I don't know what a lot of those words mean. So. Uh, okay, does it help that the target of your jokes, far from being the victim of the abuse, is actually the institution that allows the abuse to continue? Those are still big words. It helps a little. But it's, um, I, would, it, would it help if we did like a meta skit about this at the beginning of the show? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. No, we'll do a meta skit about it at the beginning. Okay. Hey, Noah? Mm-hmm. Do you believe in ghosts? No, I don't. Yeah, I'm, and me neither. I, it's dumb. Okay, I'm going to go back to sleep now, Eli. Hey, Noah? Yeah? Do you know any lullabies? Good night, Eli. Lullabies and good night. <laughs> and we're unable to put this off any longer, so we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start off with a reminder that this is a true story. Now, at first I thought, yeah, you say that about the fucking Gospels, but no, this is a true story, and that's going to get a lot more depressing as we go. 
Yeah, when I saw this at the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, this is a true story. How like a Christian movie. And the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, I hope that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this one, it's like if someone was like, yeah, Jesus, it's a true story. It really happened to him. And then you learn what happens to him. You're like, oh, no, I hope you're making that (laughs) up. Yeah, what would be the point? Have you seen this documentary Saw? No, this is (laughs) (laughs) bad well and then okay so one of the ways that you can tell it's a true story is that it's boring as hell right i want to just state up front that this whole movie is like one of those conversations you have with people where they keep talking and you keep going like "Eh, uh, 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 uh," and then they're and they're like and then (laughs) then i changed to a different church she sure didn't like my mama much and just (laughs) yeah it's that for like an hour and 20 minutes plus Terrible, horrible spousal abuse, abuse that gets apologized for. Yeah, right. it starts off already crazy. She goes, "I was like, so it's the narrator who's the protagonist of the movie, and she goes, I was like all girls. I wanted happiness, marriage, and a very specific religion for my husband. Like, <laughs> if it had cut over and she was wearing a no muzzies t shirt, I'd been like, oh, okay, that's the crazy we're on now." I liked how I thought I, I was going to find this movie charming because it was so 70s ish, like right away. Like she had that kind of like old, oldish voice of like, I'm Sandy Benson and I blah, blah, you know, kind of like in the way that in the 40s they were like, hey, Dame, I'm a, you know, and that, <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like there's a way that all women from that era, you know, born in like the 50. I don't know that thing of like, and I just wanted a good husband. And like very breathy and trying to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so I was kind of like, oh, this will maybe char- be charming. It'll be like antiquing, but as a as a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that while you can. Um, I love too. She goes, I wanted a perfect marriage, you know, with moonlight music. I'm like, those come with all marriages, happier otherwise. You get moonlight no matter what. <laughs> You know, um, anyway, so as she's telling us all of this, she's driving along in her in her uh, convertible and the this motorcycle guy sees her. Now, this is so minor. I shouldn't even point it out, but he's got a buddy on the back seat of his motorcycle. Right. When we first see him. Yeah. And then later he doesn't. Now, my theory is that that guy got beheaded because he's the guy <laughs> from that other hell movie that we saw with uh, Estes Perkle. Again, Ooh. all the same universe. Um, it's so all one universe. Yeah, sorry, Chelsea. That's just a, that's a throwback for everybody who has the sense to listen to every episode. <laughs> I, I obviously I didn't see that one, but as soon as I saw them on the motorcycle together, I was like, "Well, Mike Pence just turned this off." <laughs> you already lost one viewer. <laughs> All right, so she okay, so she goes into this disgusting little market. I'm sorry, there's no way I would eat or consume or let anything from this place touch my skin. Um, and she falls in love with the Jesus painting that they have there. On their wall. <laughs> Just, it's not like it's on a shelf. She sees it on no. the wall and she's like, can I buy your decorations? And the woman's like, absolutely. This is the Piggly Wiggly. And that guy with the bowl haircut just killed the guy who worked here. So yeah. <laughs> I was into it. I was into it because, okay, one, I'm, I thought this, I was like, this is kind of progressive. It's like uh, the lesson so far is everything is for sale, which is like very kind of progressive. And then two, that like it starts with appreciation of art. Like that's well, that's very liberal. I'm into it. Okay. I didn't <laughs> it's think bad of it that art, way. but hey. I mean, I thought I like appreciation for good art, but this was like cran art though, you know? <laughs> 
She's so, in the middle of no. This is like I think she's probably never seen art before. You know, she she's been locked in a barn. She's not allowed to go to the movies. We'll no. get to that. So truly, this is her first glimpse of art, and she immediately was like, "I love it." It's like, yeah, that's that's beautiful. She's escaping. That explains so much. Also, I want to give a quick shout out to their hair and makeup team who their way of trying to make this 35-year-old mid-level marketing lady look like a teenager was just put her in pigtails. Yeah, right. <laughs> was, she's like, I just graduated. It's like, from where? Teacher's college? Like, you're old. God. So she buys her uh, groceries and her and her Jesus painting. And she heads outside. Now, the motorcycle hoodlum guy uh, has seen her, right? Um, he 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 pulls up and he's like, mm, she looks pretty hot. I'm going to flatten her tire so she'll need my help fixing it because she's a woman and I'm a man and I do tire stuff. Okay. <laughs> now, before we get to that, I want to point out again, I know little thing, but as the, they show the old man counting out change for her and he's, this is what he says. This is the actual line. All right. Three. Three and a half, four. What is he giving her that there would be a half of? How do they not know how making change works? Yeah, they hadn't invented the words 350 yet in 1974. <laughs> <when> <laughs> <Suzuki came> <laughs> <out>. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. So she goes outside with her Jesus painting. Motorcycle guy flat flirts with her. Well, you know, he's like, hey, I, I vandalized your property. Um, can I go out with you now? Yeah, I mean, it's the first of many crimes he commits throughout this whole film. So it's it's very prescient. Yeah, so they start flirting. He's going to fix her tire. Of course, her Jesus painting falls out all awkwardly like a fucking infomercial about the spaghetti maker. Right. Right. And I want, and he says, so do you go to church? And I wanted him to, her to be like, no, just a big fan of Jesus. You know, <laughs> I like his early albums, but... Uh, now he's gotten all corporate and mainstream. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's got a painting of Jesus pointing a couple to the Piggly Wiggly down the street. I think she goes to church. <laughs> well, of course, this line is only here so he can scoff at it when she says yes, right? He can go, oh, church. And this is where we learn that well, he asked her to the movies. And this is where we learn that she's not allowed to go to the movies. <laughs> What oh, the I, fuck? I mean, thank God, because if she were going to the movies, she might accidentally see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're better staying away forever. That's, that's fair. I, again, I hadn't thought of it that way. Chelsea, you are bringing new worlds to me. I connected to this lady, you know? Also, I, I want to go back for a second, because in the opening credits, they thank Honda Town. Which I just want to yep. say, like, what a fun specific of a rural movie. They're like, and also Honda Town. <laughs> I don't I'm I don't live in Honda Town. I've never been to Honda Town, but it sounds lovely. <laughs> so they finish flirting, and this might be my favorite scene in the movie that I'm not also horrified by. She goes, So, what do you do for a living? And he's like, You really want to know? And then he Obviously, was supposed to be on the motorcycle for the next line, but this actor forgot. So he awkwardly sort of shuffles <laughs> around his motorcycle, hoists himself onto it, sort of like, oh, oh I fell over. There. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> and then he goes, I race motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're all super impressed, bro. Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah. So, but she gives him his, uh, her number, and then we get the credits, which have some sweet dirt bike stuff 
and some generic falling in love montage shit. Yes. And my, my favorite thing about the generic falling in love montage is that when they kiss, we get this explosion of fireworks but then right away on the screen appears special thanks to the local hospital. Like, I feel like if you're going to do the kiss and the fireworks, you don't want to insert the special thanks in that very second. I think my favorite part of part of it might have been that as they're eating their ice cream, they walk by this shop that has it says in the window, Indian art and ethnics. Yes. Oh, Dude, were they still that. selling ethnics back in the seven and 77? I think this came out. What? This is truly an onion of offensive things. Like, <laughs> yeah, I right. see layers I didn't even see before. That's crazy. <laughs> I liked in the, the opening credits, it's all the king's horses and they capitalize king so that you yeah, know it no, means I, Jesus. And I think that's fun because it's only Christians and like middle school girls with live journals who do like fun <laughs> capitalization. That's it. Where it's just like, I love him. And it's, yeah, you're either 12 or you're very pious. Yeah, right. <laughs> Amazing how often those that can be said of a characteristic. Um, So yeah, so we get this montage of them falling in love and I... <sighs> I don't want to rush through it because it's pretty much the whole fucking movie, right? Like the, the whole movie is just a <laughs> montage of, uh, you know, like between things happening and then he punches her occasionally. It's a montage of red flags. Let's be clear. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. It's supposed to be them falling in love. But what what all of these falling in love scenes are, are like a red flag. Like they're eating an ice cream and he slaps hers out of her hand. Yeah. <laughs> It truly, I feel like they fundamentally don't understand how like rom-coms or romances work because the characters have no chemistry. None. Truly, it, it is like at the very start, you're like, oh no. Like I expected when this was a true story to be like, oh, this is a couple who like they were so right for each other, but they grew apart. You know, that's how life works. But this from the start, you're like, oh no. No, I know. <laughs> tricked her into being with him like he read the game and then was just like I'm gonna go for it and then they go out and it's just one bad date after another where he makes a joke and she doesn't get it yeah like he like tries to like I don't yeah just be physical dad yeah they like kiss and it's like it's a gross kiss like the whole time it's just like truly you have nothing in common you have no redeeming parts of this relationship yeah there is no part of this movie where we're supposed to think they like each other we never no. see them get along we only see them fight yeah it right, is like wild. sometimes the fight ends in a giggle but that's it yeah I mean it's it's crazy. I mean, that's the thing. I, I feel like I've talked to a lot of friends in like shitty relationships where I'm like, man, this sucks. But like, you know, at least you tell me, oh, you have great sex or like, oh, well, at least you guys like make each other laugh. This truly would be like, <laughs> what do you see? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, at least you. <sighs> is um, this like a Fifty Shades of Grey uh, deep cut? Yeah, like, or is this <laughs> the only man you've ever met? Like, is it a <laughs> truly, art she's ever seen? She's been locked in a barn. I'm telling you, it's the only way it justifies everything. That's it. it. She sense. graduated from barn. That's because she never said it was a school. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, okay. So, yeah, but just as an example, here's where the movie basically starts out the dialogue between the two of them. She's like, uh, you know, he's he's going, you're too serious. And she's like, well, you're too aloof. And and then she starts saying, like, you know, you lit that cigar in front of my mother just to piss her off, even though you don't really smoke. You came by my house the other day with the cops chasing you and hid. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, this is get the fuck out type shit. Yeah. 
Well, not just that. She puts it on. She puts these three things on equal ground. She goes, you pretended to smoke in front of my mom. You filled a bottle with Pepsi and pretended to drink. And then you were arrested for resisting arrest. And yeah. you know what? All three of those things are equally bad. I tell you, it's like they they really like ease into it with the crimes. Like it's like destruction of property. He's like on the lamb. Then like slowly it just gets worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. This is the slippery slope just as a movie. And to be clear, his response to you have bothered my family and are in trouble with the police is will you marry me? <laughs> yep. Well, and, and her response isn't, well, are you going to stop being an asshole and stop uh, uh, getting chased by the law? It's, are you going to turn your heart over to Christ? Yeah. yeah. And of course he's like, yeah, if it gets me laid, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, sure. Also, I love, so she, he goes, will you marry me? And she goes, I can't marry an unsaved boy. And he goes, I'll give up racing, which is supposed to be like a huge deal. And then she goes, well, will you give your heart to Christ? And he goes, why don't we start with the me giving up racing thing? <laughs> so, that was confusing because I was like, oh, maybe that's going to be the thing that causes all these problems in their marriage. She made him sacrifice this great love, this great passion. But then like, I mean, we'll get to it, but we see him. He didn't give up racing. Nope. Truly, no. He made zero no. sacrifices. She's like, can you at least be less of a dick? And he's like, nope. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to pull your hair. Like, it's <laughs> awful. Right. And again, this goes, she goes, they go from this very serious fight in which he concedes no ground. This is the meat cute. Yes. This very serious fight in which he concedes no ground to, ha, 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 let's play in the mud. Yes. Yeah. It's that, I, it, it was truly like, I, I feel like they wanted to write a romantic comedy or a romance, but then they were like, ooh, we can't let kids get hot and bothered. Like, we need to make this as unromantic as possible, not sexy at all. It's like aliens who had only read about humans through the A Voice for Men message boards <laughs> tried to write a romantic comedy. <laughs> also, there's just, it's a tiny moment here, but at, at this point, I wasn't aware of how many red flags there were going to be. She falls down into the mud and he laughs at her. And I just want to say, if I laughed at my wife falling anywhere, including in the mud, I'd be dead now. I'd be dead in that mud with a sign over me that said, this is what happens to me. Yeah, she wouldn't go to jail. They'd be like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, that's that's legal. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> we got that. that. Well, look, I mean, my wife and I have a pretty strict rule. It's that you make sure the other one's okay, and then you're allowed to laugh. But, okay. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, but I mean, and that's the thing. She wasn't hurt, but like, it was such a, a bad attempt to show that, like, see, they do like each other. It's like, what? No, they were just yeah. in a fight. They fell down. Now they're dirty. And then they pan over to this horse that's like, yeah, I know. And then just a horse watching. It's one of many, many confusing cinematic choices. Yeah, yeah. Confused horse will come back. I love confused horse more than anything in this film. And that's not hard. Um, but so they, they cut around to this, this next scene, which is also the same scene. This is good. This is going to be a hard one to talk you through because none of these scenes matter, but they cut down. There's another scene of him, uh, not wanting to give his life over to Jesus. Right. And the, the only thing noteworthy about this scene is that Jack makes some solid points. He's like, well, doesn't the Bible say that like bats are birds and the earth is 2000 <laughs> years old? And she, she literally just goes, Jack, the Bible is true. Shut, shut up. Shut, stop. Well, stop she, talking. <laughs> she even goes so far as to say, no, no, the Bible proves itself. Here's a passage where it says it's true. 
<laughs> yeah, that's not how proof works. That also, I wrote down that line. I'm like, what? Like, thank God these people aren't in science. Just a lying Cretan comes over. Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So we get out of that stupid fucking scene. And she's like, a couple weeks later, a, a preacher came to my town. And so she apparently she drugged Jack to see this preacher. And I love Jack so much in this moment. Like, you're going to hate him for every other moment. But watching him listen to this fucking preacher as though he's pissing through syphilis was amazing. <laughs> when yeah. you just said she drug him there, I thought you said she drugged him. And I was like, yeah, it seemed like it. Like, he was just like bleary eyed. Like, Ugh. <laughs> And Awful. This evangelist, by the way, he looks like if Paul Lind had stayed in the closet. He's just like, hello, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's very, very dark. Also, she's he does the altar call and she's yeah. elbowing him like it's my wife during a puppet show. She's just like, get on there. And I'm like, I don't want to do the puppet show. I don't. You guys know that, right? Your wives always bring you to puppet shows. Yeah, no, of course. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, red flag for your relationship. <laughs> I, I should I should point out too also by the way up until now every moment that we've seen Jack he's been chewing gum right whether whether they're kissing whether he's eating ice cream at this point he's going through his conversion chewing gum <laughs> I think it's because like you know for for like older movies like all the cool guys like smoked cigarettes and that like if you watch Grease and they, but obviously they couldn't do that so they're like gum <laughs> so it's just like I'm a bad boy I got right. something in my mouth <laughs> You see this toothpick? Yeah. <laughs> I, my teeth are very clean. <laughs> so at, at some point later, uh, he's running out of euphemisms for now can we fuck. So he goes back to asking her to a, to a movie. She's picking up eggs now, by the way. Right. It, and this is the worst possible proposal. Uh, she, just, she just like reaches over and the ring is on an egg. And he's like, there it is. You, wait, you guys didn't propose with, with eggs? <laughs> I'm shocked. How many egg-based proposals? I feel like that was symbolism to be like, all that matters in is about, you know, your eggs. Yep. You're just a vessel for child rearing, bearing, you know, all of that. Yeah, it was very good metaphorical. It was yes. a very good metaphor. Yeah, good and, metaphor. and when you and when you propose, you wanted to smell like chicken shit in the place that you are. <laughs> that That's important, too. Um, so yeah, so she finds the ring and it's so romantic. He hasn't, by the way, figured out what size her finger is going into this so that it doesn't fit. Um, and, and then we show pissed off horse. Yes. Yeah. This the is... horse, the horse is the most charismatic actor in the movie. <laughs> Definitely. The horse has seen this movie because like in, in <laughs> context, this horse being like, let me tell you something, girl, this is not going to work out. I know that horse is like, <laughs> Please just turn me into glue. I don't <laughs> yes. want to be here. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whose idea it was to show us the horse. But yeah, the horse is looking on like he was pretty sure she was going to pick him. But now she's going to marry Jack. And then he wanders off. But anyway, OK, so now nothing is happening in her fucking front yard. And they're going to have another fight. Yeah. And this will be the first, but by no means the last of their, well, that escalated very, very quickly fights, right? Because she comes out and he's like, so what'd your mom say? And he tells her a joke. It's a Ben-Hur joke. It's not good, but she reacts to it like he told her the aristocrats at her grandmother's funeral. <laughs> it's not bad. It actually, I was like, that's okay, you it's know, okay. especially yeah. for like, you know, these woods people like, you know what I mean? Like, this is fine. Like, 
I, yeah, I, no, I, it was a Disney joke. He was doing his best. Okay. Yeah, it was. It, it's tough because at this point in the movie, okay, first of all, they're so clearly wrong for her. I was like, oh, they're first they tried to make him seem like the bad guy, but now they're really trying to make it be like, no, they both have red flags. She can't even handle a dumb joke. And so, like, it, to me, it felt like they were trying to make them like, see, equal evils, and <laughs> to give them credit to be like, now he gets real bad. <laughs> Yeah, but they seemed to think it was equal evil so all the way through, honestly. Yeah. Well, she was born a woman. Well, there is that, yeah. So she was way ahead, you know, what with yeah. the apple and everything. Um. So, yeah, so she basically, he says, like, so what do you think of the ring? And she's like, are you fucking Darlene? And and he's like, no. And she's like, well, go fuck Darlene. And she throws the ring down. Um. He goes to fuck Darlene, apparently. And then he drives off like Eli was driving that fucking bike. Yeah. I can't, I would promise on my life, nothing is more true than this was not in the script. Yes. That actor crashed his bike a little yes. and they were like, keep going. This is gold. <laughs> <laughs> I have in my notes that I would bet dollars to delusions on that as well. And, but, but, but okay. So here's the thing. They have this screaming fight. She throws her engagement ring down. Their engagement is off over this fight. He drives 18 inches, crashes. She runs up. Are you okay? And he's like, yep. And then they just giggle together. And that's us supposed to be seeing like, oh, no, they do love each other. No. Yeah. And I think, Chelsea, I can't speak for both of us, but you're from Ohio. Yes. And I'm from upstate New York. Yeah. I know a lot of these couples. They have ruined many meals at Denny's where I am trying to eat. I used to work at a Denny's and yeah, they exist. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay, I'm going to come back with the check when you guys have made up. <laughs> right. And just to give you, a, just to underscore how bad it is, we cut directly from that to their wedding. Yes, this wedding. Noah, <laughs> oh, I want all of your wedding pictures because I know they looked exactly like this. This tux... <laughs> The lapels are so wide, you could staple him to the back of a load-bearing truck. <laughs> Her wedding dress looks like it's from the doily collection made by the Mad Woman in the Attic by Jane Eyre. It's, yeah. oh, it's amazing. Yeah, she's definitely a 17th century ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right, or a, a burn victim that needs another round of gauze, one or the other, yeah. <laughs> I just like also like the candles. It's like, how can we make a wedding look like a cult? Then again, I guess all weddings kind of look like cults, but true. that's why I'm the unmarried one of the three. <laughs> well, and of course, he's wearing the goddamn white maitre detox. God, the 70s were so fucking ugly. Awesome. Um, okay, so then she, then we go back to the narrator. She's like, at first our marriage was just fine. And I want to, I just, to point out how fucking boring this movie is. She's like, at first we lived in an apartment, but then we saved up some money and Jack got a promotion and we moved into a fine house in the suburbs as though we needed to know where that house came from, right? <laughs> like we'd be like, did they build that during the fucking wedding? Yeah, it's, they, she just rambles. It's like it's reading somewhat like an old person's Twitter, like yes, when they just yes. start posting things. Well, yesterday it was rainy and then today it was yes. sunny and then it got cloudy. You're like, why are you telling me this? Yeah. I, I wrote in my notes, this movie is paced like a conversation with grandma two years after we all made the decision to send her to the home. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh, my fuck. OK, so we've apparently skipped ahead to the point where they have two kids. And they had everything apparently except happiness. Now, I just, I saw your house and your car. You There's a lot of stuff other than happiness you're missing. Anyway, <laughs> so now this movie is going to turn super fucking dark super quick. 
Yeah. Yeah. He comes home and dinner isn't ready on time because they couldn't think of a better cliche than that. But dinner isn't ready on time and he freaks the fuck out. Well, this is the 70s. This might be the first time someone does that on film. Well, that's true. Yeah, right. (laughs) Also, though, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I forgot to make dinner. I was watching the TV or like something that I'm like, oh, she fucked up. She's like, it's almost ready. Five more minutes. And he's like, no. like. How at first, I, I mean, it truly is mind blowing. I'm like, this could be a Snickers commercial of like hungry. Like you're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> you turn into an abuser when you're hung, yeah, hungry, yeah. Jack. Yeah, if, Snickers I, campaign got dark. I got to say, if Snickers would do, I'm not a Snickers fan. I would eat nothing but if they would pick this up and read. Yeah. Okay. Solely sustain myself on Snickers. And all right, we need to talk about these kits. All right. Yes, Look. please. Because this was, I was sure this was an origin story of sloth from the Goonies. Please, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about the kids. This child, it's not this child's fault it's in this movie, but he <laughs> looks like he's going to slow down every English class I ever take. The teacher's going to be like, all right, little Jimmy is going to be like, the buh, buh, buh. And I'll be like, hey, I'm going to go get some lunch. You tell me when he gets to the end of Bird, all right? I mean, their their house is under crossed power lines is the look of this kid. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Yeah, no, he was a and and honestly, like I I want to believe that the kid is just like the kid realized way earlier than everybody else how bad this movie was, and he's so just patting Pat holding it. Yeah, exactly, yes. exactly. That's what that's Pat what I choose to perfectly believe. Still during scenes of King of Queens, <laughs> so that and if you watch old takes of King of Queens, he holds like a statue perfectly still when he's bored and does not move or say anything. Wow. It's fucking amazing. That's cool. Yeah, I think the kid is Patton Oswalting this whole thing. Yeah, let's go with that. It makes the movie a little easier to watch. Um, speaking of which, this is where he smacks her for the first time. My note is just, holy shit, <laughs> yep. with a bunch yep. of exclamation points. I screamed in my apartment alone. <laughs> so, I, I, I was like, oh, okay, this guy is a bad human. And I want to say, we're going to back to the jokes in just a second. I know that this is like how some people take a peek into atheism is like this show. They're like, oh, I'm just watching the show that makes fun of movies. Uh, If anyone ever puts their hands on you, you do not ever have to see that person again. Just a little PSA, a little side note. Anyone who ever hits you, they're the bad person forever. You can leave. You can leave. You can go anywhere you want. They're the bad person forever. You owe them nothing. I just want, that is my official position. That is the god-awful movies. That That is atheism's, atheism's official. No, that's god-awful movies' official position. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the official stance of God Awful Movies is no hitting. And if you do, you're the bad guy forever. I just think it's wild because after it, he doesn't even do the thing where like, you know, which you see in Lifetime movies, because I'm like, oh, and here's mm-hmm. where it just transitions into being a Lifetime movie. <laughs> J-Lo's about to come out. But then <laughs> he doesn't even apologize. He's not like, no. I'm so sorry, baby. You just make me so angry sometimes. Like, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, bitch. It's like, what? Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Goes out wild. to the garage and gets on his motorcycle and fucks off. Yeah. Yep. The kids even aren't like, oh, my God, mom. They're just like, oh, boy. Like, well. And here's how ignorant I am. We have watched 133 Christian movies. We figured it out today. We've watched 140 Christian movies. And I thought to myself, oh, well, this character's going to die. Like, this character's going <laughs> to yes. get his. If you're waiting for that, no. No, no, no. The whole fucking time, I'm just like, I knew it was a Christian movie. So I knew that he was eventually just going to turn to Jesus. But the whole time I was like, oh, I can't wait till he gets his. It's like if at the end of 
Titus Andronicus, he, he just had a heart attack right after he figured it out, right? <laughs> like, what was the fucking point then? Yeah, they really set it up that it's going to be his redemption story. That he's going to like, his wife's going to leave. It's going to be this whole thing. And that he's going to have to like work with Jesus to like come back. And that, and you know, that it's like, it's not a great story. It's a little cliche, but I'm like, at least there's that. But then they put the redemption story in her. They're like, yeah. boy. She really fucked up, right? And it's like right, should have had the, the meatballs done on time. Shit kicked out of her. Yeah, like what are you talking about? Oh my and, god! And and the next scene is our first hint of that. Oh, all right. Now this is okay. So like, I'm with you, Chelsea. I was like, when he hits her, he's like, I'm like, okay, lifetime movie time or whatever, right? Yeah. But then it takes this dark goddamn turn in this next scene where he she goes to her mother, and her mother is basically telling her which cheek to turn when he does that. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking insane. I, I, this is where I just wrote in my notes, oh, this movie is evil. It's not a bad movie. It's an evil movie. Well, it's also a bad movie, but yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wrote, uh, this is anti-Bible propaganda. Christianity hates women. This is what <laughs> I would write if I were like a nefarious atheist that's like, right? I'm going to show a cartoonish version of Christianity. This is what they put out to recruit people. <laughs> yes! Yes, right. Like fucking uh, mom is like, well, Sandy, you weren't being, she literally says you're not being submissive enough. Jeez. I, you wouldn't say that. Here's the thing. You wouldn't say that in a kink community. You could be in a, a black sheep party in a dungeon somewhere. And if someone rips your nipple clamps off too hard, someone would be like, hey, are you okay? Hey man, you need to stop fucking around with those nipple clamps. All right. <laughs> You don't know how to make those things work, then you go upstairs. <laughs> you go upstairs to Vanilla Lounge. <laughs> oh my God. And also, because because she's saying, you know, uh, Sandy, you need to be more Christian. That's going to solve all your problems. Um, and she goes, Sandy says, what about non-Christian people who are happy? And mom says, we're not talking about them. <laughs> literally, literally, mom's just like, shh, shh, shh. No quiet, quiet time. Yeah, there's no argument there. So it's just, uh, um, anyway. Uh, yeah, that fucks up our whole religion. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> there's also this amazing moment where she goes, Jack loves that bike more than me. And I wanted so badly for there to be a flash cut to Jack getting in a screamy fight and then slapping his bike. <laughs> God. But no, okay. So we cut back to him. He's just done with a bike race. Again, he, he didn't give up the racing. He's just got done with a bike race. She is sitting in his car unexpectedly, right? He just gets in the car and she's just been sitting there for fuck knows how long. Yeah. How'd she get there? I don't know. And again, I'm so stupid. I was like, she's going to shoot him. She's going to shoot him <laughs> in his fucking face. Cause I can't, I can't live in a universe where she apologizes. That's yeah. what happens, by the way. Yep. She apologizes and he's like, all right, I'm going to go get drinks with my bros. That's the thing that she, when she walks up, he's like bummed to see her because he was scamming on some girl. Yes. He was yep. about to like fuck some other girl. It's like truly even that would be enough that I'd be like, oh, shit. She just she's got confirmation that he's two timing her. She's going to lose her. Nope, she's she's apologizing. Okay, I, I, I can't. I, I spent this whole movie in disbelief. I just kept being like, "There's John Malkovich with the garrot, but he's never there. He's ne <laughs> John Malkovich is never there with the garrot. No, no, he's like you know, and and yeah, right. In this moment, it, she, he's just hit her and then left, and she's come to apologize for not getting hit better, and he's just <laughs> like, 
uh, yeah, I don't really have time for you to apologize for that. I'm going to go get drunk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So now we just, it, we go to another scene. They're, they're having breakfast together. This is, the whole fucking movie is just me just going, should I leave? Should I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't uh. feel right here. Um, but she's just like, you know, she's like, I want to have a conversation with you. You need to have some respect for me. And he flies off the fucking handle and starts yelling at her and shit. Yeah, he's like, oh, you think you're so sure. I might have slapped you in the face, but you're <laughs> awful judgy. And by the way, fun fact, if you hit your partner, you literally never get to talk about anyone else's behavior ever again. If you run into Hitler at the grocery store, you can only ask him if those tomatoes were on sale. <laughs> You're done with moral judgments forever. You can talk about movies, art, just not morality. You're all done with that. Yeah, yeah. Hitler can't turn to you and be like, well, you double parked. It's like, <laughs> that's not the same thing. I mean, it depends on where you double parked. In that's Manhattan, that's well, a good that's... point. That's a good point. That is yeah. Yeah, no, and, yeah, right. No, Hitler would have a point there. Um, but and I love what he goes. He goes, you know, she's like saying, "Hey, you know, maybe not smack me." And he goes, "Why am I always wrong?" I'm like, "Cause you're the one hitting. Cause you're the wrong one." Yeah. Yes. It's the just. It's how the script is written, motherfucker. Flash cuts to Goring. You know, I am always the one who gets blamed for this kind of thing. And I just want to say right now that they were throwing bottles with fire in them. Fire bottles. <laughs> so good people on both sides. But, but yeah, but okay. So and then this is the other little trend this movie has is they have a fight. They start arguing. And immediately the fight stops being about you shouldn't physically abuse me and starts being about who's more relatively Christian. Yeah, it's yeah. She takes the weird bait. It's like me in a Twitter fight, like 30 tweets down. All of a sudden I'm talking about like whether or not it's OK for Hillary to have emailed private servers. And I'm like, wait, we started with Nazis. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, truly, it uh, the whole time, it's just like so clear. It's just like he just needs a therapist. Like he feels so insecure the whole time. I don't know. I just kept and this is my bad. I just kept trying to empathize with these people and be like, this is a true story. Like these are real people. And so like maybe they'll grow and learn and they just don't. Nope. They, no. they can't. They're too dumb. Right. Uh, apparently. And she's like, it, it, just to give you an idea how dumb they are. At one point he goes, what do you want from me? And she lists six things, none of which are don't hit me anymore. <laughs> yep. None of which. One of which is like, don't ride your motorcycle. There are things he does that aren't bad that are on this list. She's like, <laughs> and also the cussing. You yeah, need to stop. Like Please quit yes. smoking. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's don't smoke, don't drink, don't cuss, uh, go to church more. And it's just like, let's start with the hitting, right? Yes, yeah, smoking is bad, especially around the kids. But let's start with a fucking hitting. I mean, those kids kind of a wash, but still, like as a general principle. <laughs> Yes. Second degree smoke kills, but so does like actual violence. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh Jesus! And then she's, and then the next scene is just like, and Jack didn't help me with the kids on the weekends. I'm like, oh my god, I don't give a fuck. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, so and I love how this scene too, starts too, right? Because she's with her mom, and she like goes and tells the kids to stop being so noisy. She goes back to mom, and she's like. Uh, oh, sorry, mom. Where was I? And mom goes, we were talking about submission. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> of and, course and we this were. this is where she brings up for the first time in the movie, the, the D word. <gasps> <gasps> and 
okay, just again, not, I don't want to speak for the whole podcast. Uh, you can get divorced anytime you want to. The only reason you need to get divorced is that you don't like that person anymore. Divorce. It's great. I've been divorced three times since the start of this podcast. That's how awesome divorce is. It's been, there's been a lot of lawyers in this room. It's crowded. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. So, well, we had to have a lot of lawyers in that room because Eli asked you to watch the movie about how women should sit down and yeah. shut up and then ask you to come record with him in person. So, yeah. I see why now you booked me because, like, if it had been one other dude that's like, all right, let's talk about the thing where women are subservient, they're slaves. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we no. couldn't just get anyone in the atheist movement for this, though. That's a, <laughs> sometimes some movies we can just get anyone. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. So, yeah, mom, you know, she's like, you know, I think I should get a divorce. And mom is not going to listen to any of that D word bullshit. Oh, right. It is, it is horrifying. The level of like refusal of this mother to listen to oh. her child, the acceptance of the abuse is just genuine. And no, there are no jokes. It's literally just like, you know, who? I, literally, the only joke I have for this whole scene is, you know, who never hits you? Divorce papers. You just leave them there on the <laughs> wall. They're right there. Someone signs them. They don't hit you. I mean, I even was thinking like maybe they don't like maybe they don't realize, but like the first time they saw her, she had a like a bruise, like yes. she had a, a busted face. Yes, like, in this scene, she's got a black fucking eye from where he hit her. And mom's just going, yep, you just need to be more submissive. Ugh. I can see from the way that eye's black that you weren't really leaning into it. Jesus. It made me wonder, like, is this mom also in an abusive relationship? And that's just like, well, right. just remember to can keep your powder in your purse so no one knows. But But the dad then was just like, seemed like a real dork who was just like, yep, listen to your mother. She knows. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? You should. You chose him. Like, dude, you uh, walk in and your daughter again. I I know I didn't grow and I like I know that my luck is speaking through my observance of this movie. But you walk in and your daughter has a black eye and you're not like I'm gonna go hit him with a car until the mush is unidentifiable. See you in <laughs> yep. a second, sweetie. You know who's not strong enough to fight a car? Everybody. The pump. <laughs> the pump. Yeah, you're a big dude. The pump. Yeah, we got a hundred more of these. The pump. Yeah, right. You're riding around on a motorcycle to begin with. You're asking for it. Um, so, so now it's time for another motorcycle race. Right, right. We cut, cut straight from mom going like, well, have you tried just not being such a whore all the time to a fucking motorcycle stock footage bit? And then we abruptly cut to him coming home with a present so they can have another starts off as a conversation quickly escalates into a screamy fight thing. And at this point in the movie, there is no sentence she can say that he does not take offense to. Yep. It's like, oh, that's a nice hat. So you hate all my other hats. <laughs> the present is, uh, I call the Kobe Bryant. It's like when you get caught cheating and you just are like, but I bought you something shiny. Yeah. <laughs> or Dwayne Wade when he had that uh, that secret love baby. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's like, that's the classic thing. And he, like, so that to me, that just confirmed of like, oh yeah, he's fucking so many other women on the road. Right, yeah, because that's the conversation they have. She's like, well, why is it that when you go to all these races, you never want me along? It seems to me like you would prefer to ejaculate with someone rather than alone. And he's like, yeah, I wish it would seem like that, wouldn't it? Do you want a present? <laughs> but this scene ends with her saying like, and then he decided that I could go with him. So we cut to um, more stock footage of motorcycles, but also mom's there and the kids are there and they're watching dust because that's what that would be. Right. Yeah. You're just watching a cloud of dust. And, but he lost that race. So she wasn't allowed to come anymore. 
And she, he loses. Right. And she's like, she's like, he blamed me. I slowed his motorcycle down with all my love. <laughs> yeah. For a second, again, this movie... It's heartbreaking. Again, it's it's almost like abuse because for a second I was like, it's getting better. Like <laughs> you see her having fun at the race. You see the kids. I'm like, oh, like I. it's still a shitty moral, but it shows like if you can find common ground, you know, you can you can build something together. Something, but then he's but just like, no, stay out of my stay out of my shit. And it's just yeah. like, oh, my God. So many times this movie pulls the rug out from under you like that, right? So many times in this movie, it's like, oh, this is where he mends his ways and turns. Nope. 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 Same leaf. Same leaf. <laughs> and, and then we, we get a scene where she's just like polishing his motorcycle trophies and, and nothing really happens in this scene. She says she doesn't like him on the phone. But the only reason I wanted to bring this up is. I don't think they should give away trophies for motorcycles. Like, I feel like they should only give away trophies for things that are cool. That's just my, that's not related to the movie. I'm just saying. (laughs) He's just such a child. It reminds me of my like childhood bedroom with all my like speech and debate trophies. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Fucking loser. (laughs) If you're not pro and you're the, you're a goddamn grown up with two kids who are like, you know, whatever semi sentient like his, yeah, it, the the trophy part of your life is over, guy. <laughs> the trophy part is over. How Especially fun- because I thought that he was maybe, I'm like, well, he's probably making a bunch of money. But we see him at his shitty mechanic job. This is a hobby. This yep. isn't like he's in, no. you know, doing these big races and traveling around. Like, he's doing that for funsies. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and this is where we get the, but it was my fault too part of the movie. Just to be clear, because the movie does its absolute best to cover this up. The thing that she does that makes it her fault, too, is she gets a job and has a lunch with someone who is nice to her. Yeah, she makes a friend. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Right. She's like, well, I got a job. And at this point, I'd have fucked anything in Gorge with blood. So (laughs) this guy, Frank, shows up. And Frank, by the way, is the picture of anything engorged with blood at this point. Oh, he looks like a mean political cartoon of me. It is not a good look. But it, it's a truly like if she's like, I was kind of into it, then it's like, oh my God, what a battered woman that she's like, this troll seems nice. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. And like at this point in the movie, like I'm having that Eli moment where I'm like, oh, okay. So her and Frank are going to fix the brakes on his motorcycle and live happily ever after. Frank seems like a nice guy. And just to underscore why that needs to happen at the end of this scene, she like calls her husband and she's like, Hey, don't forget it's, it's your kid's birthday. Oh, you're not going to make it home at all and see your kid on his birthday. Not at all. No. Okay. Jesus. So she decides to take the kid to the shop, but he doesn't have time for this kid bullshit. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, I don't have time to say hello to my son. I'm very busy <laughs> doing very busy motorcycle business in this entirely empty garage. Yes. She comes in and he's on the phone. He's on the phone with a mistress, oh, right? It, it seems, I, I thought that's what they were saying because he's like, yeah, oh, my wife's shit, here. Shit, my wife's here. I, I yeah. gotta go. I gotta go. Like, he clearly was not talking business because to a client, you wouldn't be like, uh, uh, you know what? We gotta finish this later. My, my, my wife's here. Like, so to me, I was like, oh shit, another clue of the affair. So I thought, this is Chekhov's affair at this point. <laughs> at some point, this thing has to be revealed and blow up, but no. I love to, because mom's like, she goes like, um, it's Brian's birthday. I got him that mouse he wanted. I'm like, that's a found gift. 
You forgot to get something. You she forgot to get something. from the front yard. There we go. You get <laughs> yes. And yeah, he's like, don't bring the kids here. And the only thing I have here is he's just, I'll be home at 4 a.m. Please make sure dinner is ready and piping hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we cut to her moping, the, the two of them moping in front of a TV. They're watching newsreel about school enrollment. And at this point, the movie's so boring. I'm like, yeah, let's stick with that. You know, how was school enrollment in 77? Yeah, and I, I wrote, as a joke, he's going to punch the mouse in the face. <laughs> Just keep that in mind oh, as we describe no. this scene. Oh, God, I wrote, it was so bad. That was my joke. He's going to punch the mouse in the face. <laughs> this is where I I love animals and, like, I'm the, uh-huh. the person in a war movie that I'm like, ah, oh, well, I guess a million humans died and then, like, one dog gets blown yep. up. And I'm like, ah, war is bad. Yeah. And <laughs> so this scene, I was like, if he touches that little mouse. I know. <laughs> oh, then oh, he's I'm truly a monster. And he is truly a fucking monster. So oh. they have this conversation where she's like, um, where, like, apparently he found out that she had lunch with Frank and she's like, it was just... Uh, lunch and he's like you're a whore and they start yelling at each other and eventually he picks up the mouse and then throws it onto the ground and kills it while his son is watching yep it made me sad because I'm like this movie's from the 70s they did not have like animal filming <laughs> yeah. laws yet like that is a real dying oh, that's all mouse they were just yeah. like they were like They're, oh no that wasn't a good yeah, take let's, let's do it with a game smash a mouse and <laughs> there we go here's your mouse <laughs> Oh, that was so fucked up. And again, this movie is not about how that kid then like feeds him bleach. Yeah, exactly. And that kid, by the way, is listening to this podcast right now. And I just want you to know, Brian, wherever you are, it's okay. It's your dad's fault. It's not yours. <laughs> oh my you god! Can buy a new mouse. I just it just occurred to me that that character's name is Brian, dude. This is Brian's origin story. Origin That's why he doesn't story. give a he doesn't give a fuck about the lighting. Of course not, because <laughs> of the mouse. Of course, it all course. makes sense. We found it. it all all right. Sense. Well, I know this doesn't really fall into an act break, but for fuck's sake, I need a break from this shit. And the audience probably does too. So let me give Act Three the hard sell, and we'll take a break here. Will Sandy peel Jack's testicles like grapes? Will she chain him up in a basement and build a wall in front of him? Will the kids take turns stabbing him with forks until he stops fidgeting? And if not, why the fuck would you make a movie about this? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the negligently homicidal conclusion of All the King's Horses. Hey, is this your car? Back the fuck off. I will stab you. Jesus. Sorry, stranger danger. Right. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, is this your car? Yes, I have my keys in between my knuckles. No, no, it's, um, you have a flat tire. Oh, thanks for pointing it out. Yeah. Uh, do you have a spare, little lady? Well, are you offering to change it for me? Uh, no. I actually, I actually don't know how to do that, but my mom has AAA, I think, so I could probably get you a tow. Um, uh, thanks. Yeah, let me, let me call her. Let me, give me one second. Hi, mommy. Yeah, I'm seducing this girl, and I want to know if you still have AAA. I don't. I don't know. I'll ask. She wants to know if you're Jewish. Um, no. No, she's not. Okay, she says we don't have AAA. Oh, okay. Uh, so. so yeah. Th- Sorry. What do you do? Oh, me. I'm a podcaster. Uh, what does that mean? It's like the radio. Never mind. I like your scooter. It's a Vespa. Okay. 
And against my better judgment, we're back for more of this shit. When we last left off, Jack was a psychotic fuck that killed his children's pets for spite. But that's okay, because after that, he went to see a pastor. Yeah, this scene opens up with, I guess Jack felt he'd been a little rough on me. (laughs) Yeah. A little rough on me means beats me and kills my child's pet. You know, Pol Pot had been a little rough on the Cambodians. Yeah, it was got to be a bit of a downer. And also, just to underscore how useless it would be to go see a fucking preacher at a time like this, the pastor's reading him a fucking pamphlet. Jesus. Also, he tells her that he won't do anything unless Jack did something that would hold up in court. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> like maybe beating your wife. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, exactly. I want to point out that, like, it was illegal to beat your wife at this point in 1977. Interestingly enough, by the way, it had only been that way since 1920. I wonder if that's because that's the year we gave women the vote. Oh, my God. wonder if those two are related at all. Jesus. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, the pamphlet is just, so you're beating your wife. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want one of those. Just like, <laughs> He's just got a so wall behind him. Yeah, Things right. to punch besides her. Yeah. A, <laughs> a black guy. Oh, God. Jesus. Oh, no. That's also bad. Not so, it was no, so bad. no, actually, yeah, not in 1970. No, he had one of those. It was on the bottom row. So you're punching a black guy. Yeah. It's like it's a it's like a, it's like a methadone. You just yeah. it's a stair stepping situation. <laughs> exactly. It's like Black Panther didn't come out till 2018. So like this is totally, <laughs> totally OK. Yikes. All right. So I'm not wearing a collar, but I, you can imagine I am. And she's I'm doing the Johnny it. Carson. Yeah. She's doing the Johnny Carson. <laughs> Yeah, all right. So he reads him a pamphlet and gives him a booklet. That ought to solve the violence. Jesus. And at this point, okay, this, again, this movie's so fucking depressing. I don't even want to make jokes from here on out. This is where she starts taking sleeping pills really heavily. Yeah, you know, because full requiem for a dream at this point. It's like (laughs) one bad thing to another, and you're like, it can't get worse. And soon it's like, ass to ass. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> it got way worse. It got so much worse. And this movie is so much worse than Requiem for a Dream. It yeah. is. It is. If all she had to do was go ass to ass with Jennifer Connelly at this point, it'd be a step up. Yeah. <laughs> and we should point out that her taking the sleeping pills in this movie is a bad thing she did. Not I was abused and turned to drugs because my husband was physically and emotionally torturing me. It's like, but I wasn't perfect. Yeah. Right. I did some bad things too. Right. Um. So her husband confronts her about the sleeping pills. This is where he punches the fuck out of her. Punches. Punches. First, you can't hit. Again, official policy of God awful movies. <laughs> no hitting, but like definitely an underscore Definitely no punching. <laughs> I just, yeah, like I put, I thought at a certain point he was just going to be taking a chainsaw to her like Scarface and just going to go, well, I didn't have those meatballs done. You're right, honey. <laughs> He's pretty rough on me. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah. when she pulled out the pills, I thought it was going to turn into like she tries to kill herself. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was going to murder him. Oh, I that would have been way better. But I, I was like, again, I was like, this is something's about to really snap. All right, here's where it gets juicy. But no, it's it's truly just like saltine cracker all the way down. Yep. Yeah. He just like takes an Ambien at bedtime and that's why he punches her. <laughs> right. So she goes back to mom and dad's place. 
Uh, and mom should, at this point, like she comes back with this huge black eye. Mom should just shoot herself in the mouth right here. She should have, oh, wow, my advice was bad. Boom. <laughs> yep. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Mom is at least as much of a bad guy here as anybody James Bond ever killed. So, of course, her solution, Sandy's solution, when she gets to her mom's place and her mom's like, well, were you being a bitch? And she's like, you know what? I'm going to call the pastor. Right. She calls the pastor because she needs to tattle. She needs to fucking tattle to the pastor. She can't just be like, you know what? I'm an adult. Fuck you, Jack. And then go just start making it down Hotel 66. (laughs) I like this alternate version where she just like reinvents herself. She cuts her hair. It becomes sliding doors or eat, pray, love. (laughs) She like goes to find herself in Tuscany. Oh, that sounds (laughs) so much better. And I kept, again, I know it's my luck shining through, but I just kept waiting for that part of the movie. And it never came. I was always, because again, sleeping pills, I was like, oh, she's going to grind him up and kill Jack. Yeah. Or at least I thought like she attempts suicide, which like, again, is not good. But at least I was like, at least it'll end for her. Like, this is awful where you think like suicide is like, well, I mean, there are worse fates for this lady. But like I and then something and then he'd have an epiphany from the suicide attempt to be like, oh, my God, I almost drove my wife to this. I need to chill. No, she's the bad guy. No, according to them. And and then we do get like base. I don't know if it's supposed to be a suicide attempt or just supposed to be, you know, she mistook him for her M&Ms, but she does end up eating a bunch of sleeping pills. So the next scene we get like the pastor's calling. She never showed up. Dad goes driving off to find her. She is eight feet away. Right. He pulls She's out like of his driveway. And driveway. This, yes. Yes. He pulls out of the driveway. He's like, oh, there she is. <laughs> like, why didn't you look around first, man? <laughs> So yeah, so she's eating sleeping pills. So they decide they have to take her to the mental hospital. Right. Yeah. It, it, now, now we're going full interrupted. Requiem yeah. for a dream here. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. They both meet. So, and this is by the way where her, okay. So we're supposed to see that both of them hit bottom at this point because she serves Jack with us uh, like separation papers, and she's in the mental hospital. See, they both fucked up. Yeah. Everyone makes mistakes. He abused her, and she reacted to the abuse yeah until she had a a psychotic break i mean like she's truly uh and now it's time for the talking to for him by the pastor oh my god yeah this is fucking insane the pastor is i have gotten yelled at more by noah by the way i eat during room tone it's it's just (laughs) like now you listen to me young man if you kill her i'm gonna be not just cross i'll be downright angry and i'm like why you should kill him with a hammer and use a child as an alibi what are you doing (laughs) and this this is the mean pastor because there are two pastors there's pastor jim and then there's another this guy and like the he's the one who's like don't hit your wife and then there's another pastor who we will meet who is like I don't know, maybe a little. Maybe, maybe just, you know, open fist, open palm, it's fine. Oh, yeah. So, no, here's the actual line from the fucking pastor. He says, next time you might kill her. Then you won't be talking to me. You'll be talking to a judge. I'm like, why isn't he talking to a judge this time? Already. He should be talking to the judge of us all, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, she murdered him with sleeping pills. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, Jack sure needs somebody's help, but no human will do. Um, He's going to have to find Jesus. Then we cut to her going like, and it was about then that I realized I'd made some mistakes. I should mend my ways. Jesus. 
And she goes, and she goes like, God, you know, I kept wanting to give up, but God made himself obvious in subtle ways. And I'm like, those two adjectives are working against each other. <laughs> yeah. The obvious and the subtle. And there. in case you're wondering how God made himself obvious, it wasn't <laughs> stopping the beatings. It was a church sign that told her to smile. A church sign version of street harassment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, all right, in case you're not pissed off enough, then we have to meet her divorce lawyer. Oh, my God. This is the worst lawyer in the world. Like, divorce law. If you're a divorce lawyer... That's your that's your job is to help people get divorced. And he's like, are you sure? Because I don't know. It's like she's a hot lady who's 35. She looks the same as when she was 15. Then she just doesn't have pigtails now. Like, what do you do? And he should be like, oh, yeah, you should get divorced. You're going to find a way better catch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But instead, he's just mansplaining to her about like, oh, well, have you tried like maybe just, uh, you know, you won't only hits you in the right eye if you tried looking through the left a little more. Jesus. Uh, and, I, and again, we should point out that as he's saying, maybe you should go back to your husband, she has a blatantly visible black eye. Ugh. I just wrote in my notes here, hey man, can you be a fucking divorce lawyer? Exactly. Oh. I wrote, uh, this should just be called Patriarchy the Movie. Because <laughs> yeah, even the right. allies, the supposed allies are like, I don't know. Like, maybe you should go back to the kitchen. It's like, oh my God. Well, yeah, because later we get this same scene, only it's it's the fucking divorce lawyer and the pastor and Jack all telling her she can't get divorced. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so she's like, and I was going to go ahead with a divorce, but the night before the court date, God intervened again. And I'm like, what was the first time? So here's what happens. Jack is riding his motorcycle and he sees <gasps> the same sign that she saw. And he gets in a motorcycle crash. And again, I'm such an idiot. I just kept waiting for this movie to be right that I was like, oh, good. He's fucking dead. I thought he would die. But also, I just want to point out. He's bad at riding motorcycles. <laughs> right. We saw him crash earlier. We saw him crash now. Like this dude has multiple crashes. And honestly, I mean, what are these races? They're just amateur races with his buddies. <laughs> right. Right. They're like, hey, let's all go in on a trophy. You get this week's. Um, <laughs> but I, I also love she's like, God intervened and bam, he gets hit by a car. And I'm like, well, that's a good start. I, and yeah. I would have loved it if he got hit by lightning on the other side of the car, too. But Wolverines jump out of the car that they were driving <laughs> and start to eat in. I'm like, all right, God. Okay. I like that God is also abusive and like the only way to deal with punching is divine punching. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So we cut to him in the hospital. She brought it. This is so 1977. She brought him a box and the box just says really big on it. AM FM digital clock radio. It's digital, y'all. State of the art. It's the size of a fucking wood burning stove, yeah, by the it's way. A toaster oven. <laughs> yeah. She's and, and she's like, how do you feel? And he's like, are you going to be a bitch about it? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. He she comes to visit him. He hit her. She comes to visit him and he's like, "Ugh, are you here to give me a hard time? And I'm like, smother him with a pillow, smother him with a pillow. And I yeah. might like this movie. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, it's not like she asked him out and like she pressured him to get married. All of nope. that. All of this was his doing. He vandalized her car. To cause <laughs> yes. this. And then like, she's like, I don't want to marry you. And he's like, come on, I'll, I'll wrestle you in the mud. Like, it, <laughs> 
this has been his own doing. But he again just blames her. He's like, I had dreams. What were your dreams? I yeah. maybe riding on that motorcycle with his long lost buddy who just disappeared in the night. <laughs> You're oh, right. Yeah, exactly. See? You you make this movie way better, Chelsea. I don't know. You made this I've got movie questions. way better than it is. Yeah, <laughs> you can't make it worse. Um, so, yeah, well, okay. And then the, again, this is the movie pulling the rug out from under you, right? Because she grabs the radio and storms off because he's being such an asshole. And the movie is obviously set up, but then God intervened. He got hit by a fucking thing. And then he thought about what it was going to be like when he died. And he realized he should be a good guy. And it, nope, nope, he's still an asshole. So she storms off. No, instead, she goes to a don't divorce your husband protagonist presentation at the local church. Oh my God, the way they introduce this is so fucking sloppy, right? She's sitting there listening to the radio and the advertisement comes on and says like, are you about to get divorced? Are you the main <laughs> character of this movie? Well, we've got a seminar for you. It's called Being Not Divorced is Awesome. Jesus. And so then we get a Being Not Divorced is Awesome musical ditty. Musical number. Musical interlude. At this point, I was like, I, I now believe in the afterlife because <laughs> hell is real and I'm in it. Yeah. See, the outfits were so bad in this scene. I was like, okay, I forgive this movie. Jack can beat her to death. I mean, those, oh, those rhinestones on the collar made it worth it. Uh, and also, I got to point out, because we've made fun of the kids a couple of times already. We're going to do it at least one more time. Because the like they keep showing the crowd shot of her, and she's an actress, or at least she thinks she is. So she's having a good old time. Those kids are so goddamn Miserable. pissed that like <laughs> flies are crawling on their faces. <laughs> Very. Very miserable. Even when the line is like, uh, one of the lines in the song is, look at the kids laughing away, and they cut to those two kids. They're in the middle of giving the Heath boo. <laughs> it's the fuck. Boo. Boo. <laughs> also, at some point when they were making this movie, someone was like, hey, this is the worst thing ever. Should we make it a musical? Yeah, yeah, let's make it a musical. Yeah. Yeah, so we get the song, and then we get the sermon. Now, this is where we get the tagline for the whole movie where he says, it takes three to make a marriage, a husband, a wife, and God. I'm like, no, 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 sheriff, a sheriff's marshal, a surgeon? No. Nope, God. Uh, and he's like, of course, the, the point of the whole thing is, you know, the answer isn't divorce, it's my religion. Jesus. She, she goes back to, she goes backstage at this point to like mm -hmm. get some extra help and I was like please like sleep with this reverend guy like oh, yeah. I, was, I was hoping for anything I was like good just have a Jared Leto moment anything that gets <laughs> her out of this marriage <laughs> yeah and but but unfortunately instead of fucking her his his uh, message is um, well if you get a divorce your kids will hate you so let's wish to God real hard ugh uh, and, and I, the one thing I will say about that scene, though, the one saving grace was that they were trying to drown out the stupidity with room hiss at that point. That's true, <laughs> They were. Uh. I, I don't even have jokes for this part, part of the movie, because at this point, I just started being like, fuck this, fuck this fuming in my bedroom, uh, you know, because it, it truly it just feels like at a certain point, the movie is punishing the viewer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No the writing the jokes in this movie is like going on a roller coaster that starts to go backwards by accident. You're like, okay, <laughs> all right, we're done. We're done here. Are we done? Uh, yeah, we were like, there is no point in this because we were 58 minutes into this movie at this point. 
And if Eli had called me right then and said, you want to just do the first 58? I would be like, yes. And I would have been like that at any point in the movie. Oh, yeah. It would have been. The thing is, nothing at any point changes. I mean, I'm sorry to give it away, but like nothing changes. Nothing happens. It's just things get worse for her. And yet she does nothing. And so like if you had stopped it after the first mom thing of just like, you got to stay with him. It's like, that's the end of the movie. He keeps abusing her. She keeps trudging on. Yeah, exactly. We would have had the same ending. But no, I don't want to say nothing changes because in the manner of grandma telling you a story you're trying to escape from but just can't get a word in edgewise, (laughs) this is the part where she's like, and then I met Patty. And I'm like, oh, you know, we're only 60 minutes into an 80-minute movie. That's a great time for a new character. (laughs) And she took me to her different church. Jesus. And again, this is what this movie's version of a plot is, is we had a pastor who my husband didn't hate as much and convinced to stop the punchy punch. <laughs> but he didn't. Yeah, but we'll get doesn't. to it. But he does. He, no. Uh, so but I love this. OK, so we've introduced Patty as a character. She's here just to deliver this one singular line. And she cannot fucking do it. She they brought in a stunt line deliver her uh, for her at some, a certain point because this is the part where she like he's giving the sermon and she raises her hand and she goes, "I think that the laws of the universe say that I would have a line and so that they would have to pay me for it." Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, I. What was the point of that? dialogue it was a meaningless platitude and she still managed to fuck it up three times okay because i wrote it to it's just, i read a law and i guess it's the law of the universe or something i can't pay attention i've rewound the movie two times. <laughs> <laughs> um but after this sermon she goes to talk to the and we've got to talk this is pastor jim right this is the first we meet right. pastor jim and honestly his blazer is almost as disturbing as the rest of the movie up to this point He looks like David R. White is in disguise as a used car salesman. (laughs) (laughs) I had him down as the bookie pastor. Yeah. uh But yeah, but he he would like he she comes to him and says, you know, hey, I'm going through this problem with my husband. She's like, well, I'd like a chance to talk you out of divorcing your psychotic, abusive husband. Would you give me that chance? (laughs) Jesus. They're all villains. Everyone in this movie is a a cartoonish villain. If he's like, and I'm also going to tie you to train tracks. I feel like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) sure. I'm probably my fault. Yeah, I should have wrangled so much. All right. So so they did some. So so she goes to do some counseling uh, where, by the way, he's sitting way too close to her. Very uncomfortable. Yes. And and he convinces her that she's got everything she needs already. Just when he hits her, she she needs to rub some dirt in it. So she goes back to give Jack another chance. And then he murdered her. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. The ones that get murdered don't get to make movies later about it, do they? You fucking survivor, bias, murderous, homicidal fucking movie. Oh, it's the worst. No, instead, they get in a fight again because she's willing to take him back after hitting her twice as long as he becomes a Christian. But for some reason, he's the one making demands. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the the guy whose skin should just be grafted off and given to burn victims because he doesn't deserve it is making demands of her. Oh, God. And it's so poorly written that at one point in this conversation, he goes, I'm just sick of your righteous whatever you call it. That's the actual line. Oh, Oh, 
God. So she goes back to the attorney because she's super best friend promises she wants a divorce this time. And he <laughs> super best friend doesn't want to get her to get a divorce. And now again, literally everyone in the room is trying to convince her not to get a divorce at this point in the yep. movie. Yep. I just assume wherever this was filmed, there is no bar. You don't have to pass it. They just, you're like, I want to be an attorney. And they're like, are you, do you hate women? Here you go. <laughs> yeah. It's like well, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we never saw her drive. We just saw her sitting in a car and sleeping in a car. She was born in a barn and she lives in Saudi Arabia. Chelsea and- Davidson is the MacGyver of this movie. <laughs> she is making it work. All right. So, but she does decides ultimately not to get divorced because Jack agreed to meet with Pastor Jim. So we go to this scene where she meets with Pastor Jim. Now, before he shows up, we have this bit where she's sitting there talking to the uh, to the pastor's wife. That oh. starts with the pastor's wife saying, and I quote, well, if you get a divorce, it sure will be difficult to live a victorious life. What? Yeah. I have no idea what that's supposed to mean. It's like, well, I mean, technically I'll be victorious over my abusive husband. I could even take his kids away. That's pretty victorious. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how you define victory, Linda. Are we talking yeah. sleeping pills? I'm with you, girl. I'm with you. <laughs> well, and then the pastor's wife's like, you know, well, I've been through this before, too. I understand what you're going through. And I'm so, okay, so Pastor Jim beats his wife, too, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> But okay, but he shows up and and him and Pastor Jim sure do hit it off. So now they don't want to get a divorce. So we cut to the two of them. They're standing out on the, like outside by the the truck talking about how maybe they shouldn't get a divorce, right? Yeah. Right. And this is where he asks. He's like, you know, Sandy, I didn't want a divorce. I just wanted to punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> And and she goes, well, I didn't want to divorce it either. And he goes, so what's the problem? I'm like, the fact that you punched her in the face. And she's like, I don't really know what the problem is, to be honest. <laughs> and then they kiss, right? And she's like, but I didn't feel anything in the kiss. Well, she and probably just like, didn't because she has nerve damage from getting <laughs> punched in the face. Right. Right. Oh, my God. And then we get this bizarre montage of her thinking about fucking other dudes. It's this is the craziest, stupidest side <laughs> angle. This man what? has beat her and we spend genuine. There, there are five minutes left in this fucking movie. I was counting the seconds yeah. at this point. There's five minutes left, but we have to spend four of her going. I don't know. There just wasn't that certain Disney magic when we kissed. And I'm like, what about when he punched you in the face? Well, but that was, that's the thing for me when she doesn't even feel anything when they kiss and she's fantasizing about other men, that's like, okay, not only is he an abusive monster, but you can't even be like, but I just like, God, was he hot? She's not even attracted to him. (laughs) There is truly no redeeming thing. He's not a good father. He's not a good husband. He has nothing in common with you and you don't even want to fuck him. Right. There's nothing. If you guys saw Big Little Lies, uh, (laughs) that relationship, at least she's like, I mean, he might kill me, but like, who the sex might kill me, if you know what I mean. And you're like, "Ah, well, you know. Dude, 13 Reasons Why has a better (laughs) relationship than this movie. All right. So so now she's super duper going to go through with the divorce. And so she goes to meet with her divorce lawyer and Pastor Jim once again, hoping that these men will give her permission to get a divorce. 
but they don't. Right? Like, he's he's like, well, don't you think if God gave you the answer, you'd agree with me? I'm a pastor. And she's like, well, I don't love him anymore. And he's like, well, that doesn't matter. Jesus. Yeah, literally, she says, what about love? And he, and he just doesn't answer it. He goes, all right, I got a story about Jesus. Well, right, because she's like, you know, well, he goes, well, do you think Jesus died on the cross because he wanted to? Ugh, I'm like, it's, are, okay, a good marriage is like being tortured to death by Romans. Is that what you're saying? Is that the message of this film? Right, a good marriage is like sacrificing yourself to yourself <laughs> to, to yeah. make up for lamb lost blood magic. What the fuck? <laughs> He's like, starts explaining how marriage is like substitutional anachronism. <laughs> Also, that's the whole thing with Jesus. Like, do you think he wanted to die for our sins? That's the basis of Christianity. <laughs> yes! Totally, yes, he did want to. He yes! accepted. He knew he would be betrayed and he did it anyway because he wanted it. She does not want to get punched. <laughs> She's been trying to get out of it the whole time. If at some point Jesus, Jesus was like, you know what? I don't actually want to be the savior. That's the end of that story. That's the end of that story. He's just like blueberry muffins and everyone's like, oh, okay, we're done. We're done. <laughs> Not a lot of yeah. people know Jesus is safe word, but now very <laughs> muffins. So we go back to her house. They won't the men won't let her get divorced. So she goes home. Sometime later, Jack shows up screaming at her about how she's going to go through with the divorce. And and again, at this point, I'm watching the movie because there's there's like 30 seconds yeah. left in the film, and I'm like this character is still a piece of shit. How is he going to be redeemed in the next like 12 seconds of movie? On a lighter note, I really appreciated that over the course of the movie, their hair got more and more similar. It's true. By this scene, like they had the same haircut and it looked great on both of them. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. They could have become a super Saiyan together if they had just done a little dance and touched their fingertips. Absolutely. I love the silver linings that you've managed to find here. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I also love the fact that basically this character's line here, when he comes in, when the husband comes in, he's basically like, I'm being nice now. What more do you want from me, you bitch? Yeah, literally. He's like, I did everything you wanted. And I'm like, really? Was what she wanted the entering the room screaming? Yeah, I mean, he, he basically accuses her of being a tease. Like, he's like, you you said you weren't going to divorce me, and then you change your mind. You're not allowed to do that. Like, it's just this weird thing of like, well, I I don't know. Like, no take backs. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I felt like I was at a school presentation, and someone was about to be like, freeze. Now, how did Jack pressure her into yeah. not getting into <laughs> Excuse me. I'd like to smoke and rape someone so that this ends. Can I end this, please? <laughs> Yeah. And of course, again, we're not addressing the pa face punching at all. Right. Like he's like, well, what do you want from me? And and again, it's not not to punch me in the face. She's like, when I kissed you, I didn't see fireworks like in act one. Oh, all right. Which was a bad kiss. Yeah. It really it was. It started bad. So the fact that it got worse, it's just it's it's sad. And, and now it's time for the weirdest right turn this movie could possibly take. Yes. He, he angrily goes up to see the kids to say goodbye or something. Yeah, and the, and the one kid's like, oh, daddy, I sure hope you come back to live with us. I'm sick of feeding my pets. And... <laughs> And 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 the and the dad's like, yeah, I don't get to do that. Your mom's being a bitch still. And then he leaves, right? And then the kid has to discuss something with mother, something very important. 
Something oh, yeah. that will be the turning point of this entire film. Keep in mind the pain and suffering we've all been through at this point. This is the turning point of the film. I mean, and that's, I think, usually how movie structure works. You want your turning point to happen two minutes before the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, so the kid says to mom, she's like, daddy isn't saved, is he? And she's like, nope. And he's like, I sure hope Jesus doesn't come back with all them scorpion horse locusts before daddy gets saved. And then we get the most ridiculous, like, nobody ever expects the rapture ear that you can imagine. It zooms in on her and shit. Like, she's just figured out the final piece of the mystery. Tumbleweeds go by. And then she runs downstairs to save his soul. But it's too late. Because she realizes at this point, again, the abused woman who is the protagonist of this movie realizes that she didn't pray hard enough for her husband to be a Christian. And that's why their marriage had so many problems. Yes. Yes, that's the turn, right? She then prays to God to forgive her for being punched in the face so much. Uh, and then we get the scene in the shop, right? Yeah, right. We have to get, well, it's a Christian movie, so you have to get the big, long prayer scene. And then, yeah, then she calls him at the shop. Oh, my God. This this scene, I literally screamed during. Me and Anna <laughs> screamed in glorious chorus during this because <laughs> she calls him and she says, I need you. Like, when you finish work on your bike, I'll make you a nice dinner. And he's like, fine, it better be extra delicious. And I was just, <laughs> all my notes are like, I want to harm everyone involved in this movie. I'm going to look up all the actors and like, <laughs> their pets and take away their bank accounts like i bet i can still remember how to do an email phishing scam i have to harm the people who made this i'm pissed at the 70s in general for letting this out i'm, I'm like i know that's where i came from i know that's where my wife came from i'd be willing to do without it if we could just nuke the 70s and get rid of this movie i'm fine making that sacrifice I mean, this just makes like this could be propaganda for like ISIS. This makes me think America is bad. I'm like, we deserve whatever happens to us. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then there's also this stupid fucking thing where she calls and she's like, Jack, come home and be my husband again. And he goes, you sound so different. And she's like, no, yeah, I powered up to level three Christian with my last prayer. So she's that you're going to be able to sleeping pills. She crushed them up. She's <laughs> snorting them now for, you know, so they're extra potent. Just. I need you. Uh. <laughs> Everything's a song, Jack. Come on home. I can push through. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So now he comes home. He's brought her a gift. Now they're going to save it for the very end of the movie, the reveal, but it's obviously the goddamn Jesus picture from the Stupid. beginning. Well, I mean, a box that shape and size could be anything. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> oh, God. And then she says, and this is an actual line from the abused wife to her abused husband in this movie. She says, and I quote, here I've been blaming you for everything, but all the time it's been me. I just screamed. I just screamed through this whole part of the movie. It just makes me sad. No, I you wasn't know? okay with it. Because uh, our I, listeners got sent this movie. Like if if this movie had been made for me, I would really enjoy it. If I knew no humans before us had uh, yeah. seen this, I'd be okay with it. Oh, my God. And, and again, I got to underscore this. There is no point in this film where he apologizes, right? Nope. There's no point where he even pretends that he's not going to hit her anymore. Nope. And there's no point in this movie where she implies that he stopped hitting her. No, the epilogue should just be 
Sandy died two years later from an extra hard punch. Yeah. So she goes. So now he's going to become a real Christian. He goes to Pastor Jim and he goes, I want to have what Sandy has. And I so wanted Pastor Jim to just punch him in the face, give him a shiner. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Skull skull pastor damage. Jim's the cool Tied. pastor. Right. The pastor who lets you stay out a little late and punch your wife if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pastor Jim. Um, all right. So then she goes back to tell the kids that daddy's coming home. Now, again, keep in mind, like, how horrible is it to keep your kids? And I understand. I'm not trying to blame abused wives and shit for this kind of stuff. But like, she's now consciously making the decision to bring the abusive person who killed this kid's pet in front of him back into their life. Oh, God. That's the happy ending. It's the and That's that is literally the like, la, la. The ending lines of this fucking movie are, we still have our problems, but <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> yep. Burning credits. <laughs> yes. You know oh what? My- that house is not going to have a mouse problem. Jesus. Silver linings galore. All right. So obvious question. Will any of us ever be okay again? Uh, No. Oh, okay. All right. I'm glad thing. it's not just I me. Just, just got my friend, a college buddy, Chelsea. Right? We did Christian Mingle. That was fun. That was so <laughs> Christian fun. Mingle. Oh, what a silly movie. They kind of like had some chemistry. Right? And then bit. I was like, hey, do you want to watch this abuse propaganda? Yeah. Also, she watched it before me. So she she messaged me and she was like, hey, what a weird movie. And I was like, yeah, they're all kind of weird. And then I watched this and I was like, oh, dear God, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> what did I do to my friend Chelsea? <laughs> I'm, I'm messaging Eli before we did this. Like, have you talked to Chelsea since you asked her to... Watch you know, this. guys, you sure? I just had okay. a realization. I've been blaming you for everything. But <laughs> here, all the time, it's been me. It's really your fault we watched this movie. <laughs> all the all time. Right. Now, I feel like where this movie really started to fall ab- uh, apart was in the tagline. So I feel like we can fix it with a, with a rewrite here. We're going to make it a good movie after all, but we have to go all the way back to the tagline to do it. So I want you guys to fill in the uh, the blank and fix the movie. All right. All the king's horses. It takes three to make a marriage, a husband, a wife, and blank. Okay. uh, All the king's horses. It takes three to make a marriage, a husband, a wife, and no hitting. (laughs) No hitting. (laughs) Certainly a big improvement. Chelsea, can you fix it? All the king's horses. It takes three to make a marriage, a husband, a wife, and a helmet, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was going to make it a really good movie and say all the king's horses, it takes three to make a marriage, a husband, a wife, and one of the king's horses. All right. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Uh, If our listeners would like to hear more of your work, where where should they go? Uh, You can find me on Twitter. It's at Chelsea, C-H-E-L-S-E-A underscore Davison, D-A-V-I-S-O-N. Yeah. Or if you're in New York City, you can come out to a show sometime. Awesome. Awesome. And of course, we'll have your uh, Twitter on the uh, show notes for this episode. And if you want to know where and when you can check out those shows, obviously, you just want to follow Chelsea on Twitter. And while that's going to do it for our review of All the King's Horses, that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to promise that next week it won't be like this again. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. I can only imagine.
It's got to be better than this. It can't not be better than this. All right. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 134 to a merciful close. Thank apologies once again to Chelsea for suffering alongside us tonight. And especially huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to help us get the necessary counseling to recover from this week's selection, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us done by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Needed, and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slot to reveal drafts on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright, Eli Bostic, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. If you would like to get a divorce, go ahead and get a divorce. The dead mouse got blow-glowed back to life by the dude from the Green Mile. That's the only way I can leave the record okay. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.